Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Everybody, Sopranos podcast. As always, my name is Joe Spellman, and this is Ralph Severino. <laughs> and this is Dr. Elliot Kupferberg. <laughs> Not in this episode. What I get to catch you and, with some shrapnel. <laughs> <laughs> Another therapist is a new therapist is in this episode, though. That's uh, Dr. Wendy Kobler. That's correct. Yeah. Um, Linda Lavin. Mm-hmm. Linda Lavin. The great. We're talk- we're, that's who it was? Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was wondering who that was. Um, we're talking uh, season four, episode two. What's the name of this? <laughs> no show. No show. Come no on, show. No Joey. show. They, talk, no they show. say it a million times this episode. Come on. I knew, I knew that. And I was like, uh, yeah, it's just a forgettable name. But guys, really, the reason I called you in today... <laughs> Um, was I have a very important question for oh, really? you guys? Oh, and you know, and like, God, and for the audience as well, like, um, you know, it's a it's it's in this day and age of uh, um, uh, re watching and or binge watching, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, this is just a uh, an age old question time and time again. It's asked by everybody. Just say the fucking thing. <laughs> Is you there guys, a question, um, Joe? You're stalling. It's, yes, it's really dumb and stupid, but uh, I just thought of it. You know, we never really talked about it, so okay. I figured, hey, what better time to do to ask that question than now? Sure. Which is? Yep. Oh, the question. Yeah, it's. Um, Christ. Do you guys watch the uh, opening every time, or do you skip it? I actually was thinking about this today too. I Oh, you were? Oh, I, wow. Because HBO Max has especially made it very easy to skip yeah. the intro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still watch it. It As gets do I. me in yeah. it of gets course, me in the mood it. for the show. Partly I guess yeah. cuz we're doing this show and I always want to know who wrote the app and directed the app. Yeah. But also yeah. like it gets me in the mood, you know? It's for foreplay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little mood yeah, setter. Me too. Definitely. I I do the same thing. 
I guess if I really like the opening of any type of show, I will watch yeah. it. Succession. But, I mean, of right. course. Yeah. 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 True That's Detective. Sure. True Detective. I mean, um, the, the Game of Thrones opening pumps you up for each episode. Yeah. That's true. Also, yeah. they, they yeah, needed that too, to yeah. like show like the world and shit, which was <laughs> right. a little a little different than normal openings. Yeah, you like pause it. I guess to, like, look at the map. Yeah, you're like stuff. figuring out the geography of everything. Right, right, right. I guess I mostly skip intros if it's like a documentary series or some shit. Sure. Yeah. Or like we've been we've been watching a ton of. My wife gets home from work and she just wants to watch something kind of brainless, and so we've been watching a lot of South Park, and we always skip that intro. What man? Come on. She, that's by the re- request of my wife. All right, all right. I can, Goyas, I can see. Goyas, I can, you're not, I can, you're not yeah, married I, yet. Yeah. You're not married yet, dude. You don't know. Okay. This is true. This is true. I can I can see both sides to that. Like, I can see that if you're binge watching that show, like that would be fucking the, annoying. The, that, the, that opening. Yes. The but funny also thing though is like it too. The funny thing about that show is like the intro is like two seconds long. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Wait, has it ever changed she since has like no time for that or whenever it came out? Yeah, has yeah. it? Because I haven't updated. kept up with it at all. It's but it's the it's same. Musical. It's it's generally this. It's the same song, but like different versions, yeah. different gotcha. like visuals. Gotcha. Right. But yeah, yeah. kind of like, like the wire. Sense. Like the wire does the different uh, versions. Yeah, the different the versions. Song. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, hey, ladies and gents. Uh, well. Let's face it, but gents, uh, <laughs> listening out there, send oh. us your favorite intros that you do not skip. That's right. Discuss them. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, good question. Anyway. Good question. Yeah. Oh, oh, thanks. Okay. That's yeah, funny that you, you asked it. that because I was I was thinking the same thing today. That hey, man. Not great skip. minds. Yeah. No doubt. I no wasn't doubt. thinking that. So am I well, not a great, great mind, yeah. Joe? Not uh, really. I don't know, but I just saw that this Zoom meeting says 40 minutes again, you motherfucker. Really? I, fuck. it? I don't even see that. <laughs> Great. Fantastic. I don't know what's going on. They, but anyway. they didn't renew this or something. Um, oh. Let's let's get into the, the episode. No show. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Second episode of the fourth season. Um, I'll do the little spiel I do at the top here. We got um, written by Terrence Winter and David Chase. Dream mm. Team there, directed by John mm-hmm. Patterson, and originally aired September twenty first, two thousand two. Oh, I was getting lit at first <laughs> first month of college, baby. I was oh, getting yeah. lit oh, yeah. up. Yeah, hell yeah, uh, UConn. No, was at UConn. Yeah, junior year for me. Oh fuck, oh, really? You were, you were a junior. Oh, and you were a freshman. Oh, so you were sober by then? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh? They you had already had your intervention, then, yeah. and uh, yeah, I was sober. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, for those that don't remember, just uh, some of the headlines. This is the episode where Chris gets bumped up to uh, acting capo while Polly's in jail, and there's some trouble at the Esplanade construction site. We got uh, Adriana ending her friendship with Danielle, aka Agent Cicerone. Uh, we got Ralph telling an off-color joke about Ginny Sack at a big dinner. Meadow threatening to run away to Europe, and uh, and Ralphie handily beats Vito at basketball a few times. <laughs> yeah um, although he's like fucking out of breath the whole time playing one-on-one they're with barely his moving yeah yeah um, like but like uh like how are you that out of breath bro <laughs> i mean to be fair at this point that's probably how i would be if i, Huge. If I attempted to play oh, who ralph oh no, ralph ralph's the one huffing and puffing <laughs> i mean i don't think he does a lot of like you know 
They're both Cardio. wearing like dress shirts too. <laughs> like, it seemed, you know, it, that always yeah. it always seemed a little silly to me. Like they just because I know the Sopranos. Like the thing is, they never just have like two characters sitting around wait, waiting to like exchange dialogue to service the plot. They're always like up to yeah. something, doing something else, and life happens because that's how real life happens. But I never, I never bought that those two guys were like, let's go play one on one basketball outside right now. Yeah, it's like kind of like a forced way of of Ralphie talking about. Uh, starting a relationship with uh, right, uh, Jan Turturro. It's like, yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, these these two definitely just would be sitting at the poker table, <laughs> yeah. or just sitting somewhere. Yeah, just sitting anywhere. Yeah. You know, yeah. odds are he's not even standing, much less playing basketball. It it is funny though uh, that we we get a bunch of different times where Ralphie's like talking shit about. Tony to Vito, like when they're like at the diner, like the Christmas episode and stuff. He's just, he, he definitely talks at Vito a lot. So <laughs> yeah. that, at least that relationship is definitely established. So that's, that's not weird, but yeah. <laughs> Shooting hoops. Mm, I don't know. Tough sell, tough sell. Doesn't um, Bob, isn't Bobby playing uh, like shooting hoops on that same, like after Tony gets out of the hospital. From yes. Shot? Yeah. Yeah. And, and he's, he sees him in like slow motion. He's like jealous that he can't right. like, move like that anymore. Oh, he's also just oh, like right. sizing yeah. people up. Like who, cause that's right, when right. Tony needs to like reassert himself as the boss. And he ends up uh, fighting Perry Muscle. Nunziata. Mata, yeah. Penny, Penny Arabiata as he calls Penny him. Arabia. But, uh, but that's uh, for a, an episode we'll cover uh, about three years from now. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's let's dive into this episode. No show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I figured let's let's go by like I want to try something a little different. Instead of going like chronological through the episode, let's just yeah. like let's pick some characters and talk about what they did this episode. Make sense? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, sure. oh, you like that, Joey? Oh. Okay, all wait, right, good. Oh, good. Wait, I wasn't we, sure how that was uh, going to be received. Are we skipping the intro? <laughs> <laughs> um. So let's let's talk about uh, Christopher and Adriana this episode. So. Yeah. Um, obviously, Adriana is getting in close with uh, Danielle, aka um, Agent Agent Deborah Cicerone. I don't know. I don't know her first name. I think so. Anyway, yeah. she's a Fed, and uh, mm-hmm. she surreptitiously befriended Adriana at the end of season three. Now they're all tight, and uh, the episode opens with them like making plans or something, right? Like, they're they're are they yeah. in the club, and they're like. Uh, Oh, Aid Aid starts telling her we think she's gonna confess about Chris being in the mob. And then right. she ends up uh very sadly uh explaining how she fears she might not be able to have kids because she had an abortion and it pierced her uterus. So it's crazy that she didn't even tell her mother. Like that's really that's wild weird. But me. I guess if you have like a Italian Catholic mother who's very against abortion, I mean, which I don't right. know that Liz Laserva uh is, but you know, odds are. Um, you gotta, you gotta think, you gotta think she is probably, yeah, yeah probably, probably. Um, that might you gotta, be, you gotta, something she that lady pro life to the max. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yes. Um, and uh, from there we go into uh, this big dinner, this big dinner with all the capos, and this is where Chrissy Albert's gets birthday bumped up. Uh, yeah, Albert's birthday. Uh, Chrissy gets bumped up to. Uh, Capo while Paulie's away in jail um, on his gun awaiting trial on his gun charges. Um, uh, and this is where Ralphie tells the f- infamous Ginny, Ginny Sack, Sack joke. joke. And yep. the joke is 
I heard not, she had not even a ninety pound, <laughs> a ninety five pound mole removed from her ass. Yeah. What do, what do you guys think of that joke? Uh, pretty weak joke. Everyone laughs hysterically at it. <laughs> what did they say? What did they say before it? It's before uh, he says the joke. They're just doing business. What are what are they do, like? I I forget. I forget what what preceded it, but it was it wasn't even like a good like or clever transition. It was kind of right. kind of like out of left field still. And I just feel like, you know, Ralphie's a funny guy, first of all. So like he yeah. probably could have come up with some more clever, but also just if you're a Sopranos writer on this episode, um, Terrence Winter, David Chase, not to critique the masters here, but like if this, no, please if this drag them, <laughs> yeah. fuck those hacks. Um, <laughs> if, if you're writing a joke that ends up being like a plot point for the next three episodes, like, don't you think like almost gets someone almost gets Ralphie killed and almost gets Johnny killed in a couple episodes from now. Right. Right. Cause he won't let right. it go. <clears throat> right. I am. I, 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 I was like, I, I guess I forgot what came before it because when little Pauly tells um, Pauly mm. in the jail, I'm like, that just doesn't even sound like a joke. It just sounds like he's like, yeah. Oh, Ralph made this great joke. And I'm like, it's, not a joke that's the, that's yeah. the other thing and i'm like, like wait buy is that, that like... is that how it's said in the scene like <laughs> yeah. he just says it no it is i yeah. guess so i'm like i mean is that part of the point yeah. that it shows you like when things are taken out of context and like built up like because it ends up being built up by paulie who wasn't even there i know but but it doesn't really get embellished or like made any worse than it actually was like at, like at the dinner it's just they just repeat that one line, and maybe they right. maybe they chose that joke because it is just one line, and they have to like repeat it so many times over the course of like how the plot unfolds. But like, and he and he's and Johnny is obviously incredibly sensitive about the subject because yeah. it's obviously a point of yeah. tension in their household. Yeah, you know, which we which we see down the road, you know, more right. so obviously. Right, and we know, but the thing is, we know these Sopranos writers are cap- capable. Of writing some really great fat jokes, right? <laughs> like, I mean, we see it all the time. Why, why the ninety-five pound mole? I mean, is it that it's ninety-five pounds? If it was fifty pounds, would it be funny to the Sopranos characters? I don't know. Like, it's, what's it's like a really bad. You're, you're like your mama's so fat joke. Like, yeah. As anyway, like something like a ten-year-old would say to, you know another 10 year old so not, not not a joke not i would fun. rush to tell people about as little paulie does but i guess you know. okay but also okay. little paulie's okay. also a moron <laughs> true yes i i looked it up okay i i have i have the clip here it's on mute okay okay and um uh bobby says uh um they're talking about harry potter books as if it's a gold oh, right. and bobby's right. like bobby's like that gives the ninety-eight pound weakling some hope, and he goes, "Oh, speaking of ninety-eight pounds, that's like right, he's just—he's right. yeah, he yeah. is—he at least at least he has some sort of segue, um, right. but but yeah, it does still come out of nowhere. I I, I would say, yeah, that's kind of weak, kind of kind of no, weak. it, it very much is. But I was like, yeah, but uh, I guess but it's, it's just like not out of know, sure, field. yeah, um, it's just the guy chiming in who hasn't chimed in and who's like. Hey, here's something everybody laugh. Everybody laugh at this. Make fun of this fat <laughs> right. guy. This yeah. guy's fat wife. Yeah, <laughs> right. 
Actually, that might have been funnier. Um, <laughs> but uh, also at this at this dinner, this is where uh, the whole the no shows thing uh, comes up, right? Um, right. And I'll just get out ahead of this one because every single question for fucking internet this week uh, on Reddit on Twitter was, "Can somebody please explain to me what no show jobs are? Do you guys understand what no show jobs are?" Dude, you know what? I kind of had the same thing. I mean. I, I was like, I don't know specifically, but I assume that it means, but I, I was thinking that to myself, you know, when I'm like, I've heard this term and I've never yeah. thought of this, what, what right. does it mean? But I would think it just means like you, you get paid and you don't show up. That's exactly what it is. It's exactly <laughs> yeah. what it sounds like. Yeah. Yes. So, there, so there's five carpenter jobs off of the Esplanade. Um, the, two of them are going to be no shows. This is, this is when Sill like this comes from up top. Two of them are going to be no-shows, which which one goes to Paulie. Obviously, he can't show up. He's in jail, but he's just able to earn something while he's in jail. Um, and three are the no-works, which means you show up, but you just sit on your ass all day. Right. You don't have to actually yeah, work, okay. which, which is why Makes we see sense. them at the site. Like Yeah, which happens around. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They just sort of, yeah. Right. Uh, I guess they monitor. They I guess they probably monitor shit as they no-work, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess, Maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the point of like, I don't know if you can have people not be there. Why do you need some of them there? I guess, I guess it's like, maybe there's some sort of like safeguard union guy or something that like comes around and does like a head count. I don't know, but like, yeah. Or they, or they bullshit about why they're, what, what they're actually doing. It's, right. Yeah. But it's probably really just, no just in case some watchdog comes, right. They can you, say you have, bodies we're there. at the, yeah, we're at the, job. yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Right. Um, so obviously this is like a huge moment for Chris. This is, uh, you know, he's, he, this is, uh, the highest he's ever been within the ranks of the mob. Uh, this is where he tells Syl, uh, I'm, I'm the first thing I'm doing is getting wings. Right. Yeah. Very. <laughs> and Syl's like, eh, all right, I gotta go. <laughs> okay. But he loved the Ginny sack joke. <laughs> right. Right. Sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, I thought it was, I thought it was good. Hey, Paulie, I heard Christopher say he was gonna get wings like you. <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> um, yeah. So obviously, this is huge for Chris. He goes and buys uh, this like gaudy bracelet for Adriana. Says Carmela is not gonna be the first lady forever. Um, this and that. That I thought was weird. Yeah, it's, that it I thought seemed was a like a little weird. like it's like what he's you're gonna be. You're gonna take over. <laughs> I guess he just has delusions of grandeur. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. You could interpret it as he's like gunning for Tony, but I think that's no, that yeah. just he just means you know this is the first step in a in a long career, a long, vibrant, healthy career as as a mafia cap as a heroin addict. Oh, I <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Do you guys find it hard to watch those heroin scenes where he's like injecting in yeah. his foot Some, and shit? Sometimes, yeah. It always for it's weird. I can, and you know what? Go ahead. Um, yeah, no, go ahead. Finish what, finish what you're saying. Because I could watch somebody's face get fucking bashed in like relentlessly. <laughs> and then when uh, somebody's yeah. like injecting, and I'm not even weird about needles like in the doctor's office, right. but like for some reason, the heroin thing like skews me out. Oh, oh, I guess yeah, for good reason because it's heroin. You but... just, yeah, you don't want to like do heroin. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, you do and you don't. <laughs> um, I thought it was interesting that he was like, I'm going to get a high. Um, and before, right before that, he was like one beer left. Like he, he might not have gotten high if there was more beer. True. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Moral of story, just always stay stocked with beer. Stay stocked. Stay off the stay off <laughs> well, the Well, he like wanted he wanted something, you know, he wanted yeah. something actually. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and it's uh they, they do it so well, I think, they, how his like addiction progresses over the course of the season slowly. And then by yeah. the time, you know, his intervention, he's just a fucking wreck. Mm-hmm. Um, but more on that in future episodes. Uh, so then we got Chris rolling up to the construction site with uh, Patsy Vito and little Polly working their no work jobs. Money in this shit. Oh, the fi- the fiber optic cables. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the little uh, anthrax reference brings you back to a time when he's like, yep. what was he say something about the spores and the, 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 yeah, we put the spores in there. He's like, yeah. It's not funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We were, and we're people still were... still on edge about that shit. <laughs> what a crazy time. Um, man, why don't people send more spores these days instead of like raiding capitals? <laughs> yeah, all right, dude. Don't make me edit too much shit up. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, this is this is the headline, the headline news. Uh oh, one, one of the... pod host endorses also, anthrax. Also, also, like were they talking about anthrax or are they talking about asbestos? Or asbestos. Yeah, I oh. guess I, I, I always thought it was asbestos. Because asbestos <laughs> asbestos would make more sense like construction wise. Like, right. Does is yeah. I, I never or... knew that asbestos was referred to in terms of spores. Spores were well, like the big breathe, anthrax. You thing. breathe you breathe it in. Yeah, I guess. I guess I was with I mean, yeah, I guess I was they with spells, both were. Yeah. Sure. Hey. Sure. Hey, another great joke. Better than the Ginny <laughs> Sack joke. It works two ways. Hey, yes, you're Why? right. Um, uh, also, also one of the great, uh, like Sopranos gifts of all time, the, uh, the, oh yeah. Like the, the looks like back and forth between Patsy oh, yeah, and Chris, yeah, yeah. like, oh yeah. A little, <laughs> mm, mm. It's all you need. Just a little, mm. just a little look. Yep. You gave a look. look. Oh, now um, you fuck a, a mind reader. <laughs> yes. I do and- like that scene in the pizza parlor with him in the sunglasses too. Like, uh. Oh, that's cool. Matrix cool Chris, like the Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Golias, I know you had sunglasses like that back then. You know you did. Oh yeah, I probably still have them in my sock drawer right now. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that and the next tell on the holster. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. Yeah. So so that obviously causes some trouble, and this is the whole thing uh, that ends up. It ends up becoming a thing between Sill and Tony because. You know, obviously Tony goes to Chris. He's pissed uh, because Jack Massarone comes to him about the cable getting lifted, um, which draws negative attention to the Esplanade site. This and that, um, and and Sill gives um, Patsy the okay after Tony said not to to lift some tiles. And this was the other question, um, besides what is a no-show job that everybody was asking was why why did Silvio do this? What do you guys think? Right. Um, well, I mean, I think we talk about like, it's, it's kind of shown through like the conversation he has with Tony at the Bing, um, in terms of like, you know, Hey, Patsy's pissed. And Tony is like, really just blows him off. Mm. He's like, who cares? Right. Um, and I think maybe Sills still kind of like, you know, on Patsy's side a little. So you think, you think Sill is more concerned about Patsy Patsy's grievance than um I think I think as an old school guy like mm -hmm. you know maybe as they're both a little more old school it seems like 
you know, but of course Tony has the final say. Um, So maybe it's more of like old school way of thinking and Tony just brushes that off. I think it rubs Syl a little bit of the wrong way, Mm -hmm. but also I think like, you know, he, yeah, he kind of goes over Tony, but I also think ultimately Tony is not mad because it's like, Maybe if he had the idea, he would have <laughs> asked idea. them to do all do all this. Sure, boost the tile, sure. boost the fucking copper wire. True, like you know, if they got if they got in bigger trouble, then he would have been nuts. But right. they didn't get caught, so he likes it. Yeah. When ultimately. when when Patsy says no more dipping at the job, according to Alfalfa, is that Jack Mazarone? <laughs> is Alfalfa Jack Mazarone? <laughs> I I think I don't know. He, I think or it was it Chris? I thought it meant Chris too. Yeah, uh, but I guess why? Which yeah, I'm not. Like, what? Does Alfalfa have a big nose? I don't know. I don't He's think he known does. For his, like cowlick. He's got like the cowlick. He has a cowlick. Like... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Weird I don't know. Reference. Maybe he's. I I think like if he's like making Chris seem like a fucking child or a kid because he is right. little he is, rascals. Maybe, yeah. 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 He is yeah. like legitimately he has a legitimate beef he was passed over for this acting capo thing he's got seniority on chris so it's like right and we see i don't know as spanky and alfalfa yeah yeah as buckwheat uh (laughs) i mean we see we see obviously patsy's reaction at albert's birthday like you know we we get that insert for a reason obviously that patsy's pissed off right yeah Uh, so also I, i think i think joe's uh justification of why he still did it yeah, makes sense. And look how like he does it. He, Tony's pissed. He goes over to the house. He smooths it over like very easily. Like gives him a fucking uh, like pile of cash, and he's like, "I'll give you the rest later." And yeah. it's fine. You know, timeline got fucked up. Worth, like worth okay. yeah, <laughs> worth the worth the risk. Like it's his childhood friend. Like yeah, you know, yeah. He he knows how far and, he can and, push and, Tone. Yeah. In the prior episode, you know, he was talking about how we need to make more money, and it's like. Exactly. You can't right, be yeah. mad at these guys. You can't be mad at these guys for doing exactly what you asked for. Yeah, and exactly what Tony probably would have done. So yes. right. the other thing is, like, I mean, you want to keep somebody like Patsy happy. Not that they knew this, but like uh, last the season before this, Patsy showed up at Tony's house with a gun. So like, I mean, right. he's he's yeah. looking like this guy is somebody you need to appease. I think. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Anyway. What else we got here? We got uh oh so so of well, course all the meadow bullshit. <laughs> well, no, let's let's finish up talking with Aid and Chris. So then we got yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking Chris. One one of, one of my favorite back and forths. Which which <laughs> which part? When uh, they're arguing about Danielle, and Aid says, "You were saying she had a nice ass," and Chris goes. I was trying to say something positive because she's your friend. <laughs> and then so she goes, I'm so, and then she goes, I'm sorry. She buys it. Yeah, she buys it. Wow. Oh, Let's uh, as a test, all three of us to our significant others remark about uh, one of their female friends' nice asses. Let's oh, see, how, see how that use Chris's excuse oh, and see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've, I've done, I've done that before and I feel like I've never heard the end of it. (laughs) My, my wife has asked me like, who, who of my friends would you uh, be attracted to if we weren't together? And I will not answer that question. (laughs) I 
Refuse to answer it. Death trap. I don't think I just always I say all your friends are ever... really attractive. <laughs> there you go. They're That's all a beautiful. Perfect answer. They're all Yeah, that is a good answer. They're all fine as hell. They're all babes. <laughs> I would fuck all of them if we weren't. They're together. all perfectly <laughs> fuckable. Um yeah, so obviously that causes some issues when well, so I, I love I also love that like there's like a little fake out where where the writers want you to think that Chris has her like nailed as a as a fed where he's like I figured out right. what the deal is with that uh, Danielle and it's some bad shit and he's like she's a dyke like what? Yeah. no you think oh um, <laughs> and then hey, my god hey. attempts a threesome I know poor poor aid um, that obviously everything goes to shit mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and that's when they need to like uh, bring Adriana into into talk right um and they get her on intent to distribute cocaine which is like a felony offense up to what they say 25 years or something Mm -hmm. which is which i don't think here's the thing she never even like thinks to ask for a lawyer or or like i mean look yes we were just bemoaning how naive aid can be but but i mean First things first. I mean, even Chris should have like trained her to do this. Like, if anybody ever approaches you, like authority-wise, lawyer. That's it. Right. Right. Um, but it's it it's it the whole the, that I mean that what you're saying is just like how funny like they they go with her and probably the worst person to try to like infiltrate. You know, like she fucked up the like the FBI. Like they fucking were yeah. terrible at using her. You know, they yeah. should have known. <laughs> oh, my God. They were awful. Yeah. They were terrible to her. I mean, they do a great job. Well, they of, were terrible at her, but she was useless to them. Uh, yeah, no, they, they end up getting shit. And then she just dies, right. she, of course. But <laughs> yeah, great, great stuff. Um, they do get, uh, don't they, like, towards the end of season five, doesn't uh, doesn't aid, like, give give them one of her friends who's, like, cooking the books somewhere? Yeah. Remember that? Uh, maybe. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. That's what they got. So. Yeah. Right. <laughs> way to go, cool. Feds. Um, yep. And of course, uh, she ends up puking her guts out uh, all over the uh, the beautiful bracelet, which is art art department. Oh, baby, fantastic <laughs> job with the puke. You look wonderful. Great. Vomit. Fantastic puke. They nailed it. All right, let's move on to um, Carm and Meadow and Tony. What's going on in the Soprano home? I, lo- I love, I mean, I tend to really like the episodes that focus on, on like the nuclear family. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those are some oh, of the best. And this is, I think one of, one of the best little like storylines and especially the scene um, where it's like the three of them, Meadow, Carmen, Tony, like having an out in Meadows. Yeah. Room. That's a great, yeah. scene. Um, great scene. But so it starts out with a nice shot of Meadows flip flops. Nothing says like I'm, I'm wasting my, my life by the pool. Just like, flip-flops uh walking around the home she's reading mary higgins clark all summer she's not motivated she's not registering for classes and she's using and and she claims uh you know jackie jr is the his murder is is haunting her and i guess debilitating her in in some way from from advancing what do you guys think is she is she really grieving or is or is she partially using this as a crutch i think melfi is right i think it's both yeah. I think she's she's using it to get what she wants in the moment, but she's also probably grieving still. Like yeah. it's, I mean, it's, it's pretty incredibly traumatic. Up. Yeah. yeah. 
Dude, I mean, it takes me back to that time. Like, you know, like 2002, like... I just mm-hmm. probably spent the similar summer uh, uh, as her. <laughs> not not that my friend died or anything, but like, you know, reading Mary Higgins by Clark the pool, by the pool, chilling by the pool at my parents' house, like not having a job, <laughs> just you know, like probably hung over all the time. Trashy novels, yep. yeah, yeah. No, not reading at all. Not, just, like, not going to TCBY. <laughs> not going to TCBY to uh, put your application. No, I definitely may have gone there to get like some some dope yogurt, but oh, like, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah! Uh, uh, did you have a Did Cheshire. you have a friend named Cheshire. Misty who came around to lay with you? <laughs> no, no, I, I didn't. Soap. Wait, just oh, that's what she says, house? Mr. Soap. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I couldn't hear it. I was like, "What the fuck does he call her?" <laughs> I couldn't. I Tuna couldn't sand, hear it over. Tuna sand, Mrs. Soap. I couldn't hear it over her smoking in the fucking house. What the fuck? <laughs> Hello, I mean, Misty. Piece of shit. <laughs> It's just not the first person we see do it. Um, but I guess I guess the others we see do it are like grizzled aged mob guys. So yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, so yeah. this, this uh, ends up yeah. turning into uh Meadow eventually telling Carm and Tony that she wants to take a year off. She wants to go travel, she wants to go like work on some film set uh in Europe. Um and on rec and Melfi's recommendation is uh, to send Meadow to a therapist named Dr. Wendy Kobler. Uh, yeah. Linda Lavin, very, I mean, I think she's great in this. Oh, uh, she's great. F- funny as hell. Um, I love, I love a little moment where she's like, I'm going to ask you something. It might be hard. Did dad touch you? <laughs> and Meadow's reaction is just so good. That's out of yeah. nowhere. Yeah. She's like, no. Uh, I, lo- I it- love, I love how she keeps saying dad. Did dad. <laughs> The dad mm, tell, me, tell me about dad <laughs> or like right. uh she keeps calling jackie jack even though meadow corrects her like that kind mm-hmm. of shit uh ultimately she tells meadow that you know education is a lifelong process and she offers to write her a letter of recommendation to the university of barcelona which is the exact opposite of what uh tony and Carmen were aiming for uh yep. which which tony in a later episode gives melfi a lot of grief over but um yeah, if another case case of many times that if Melfi was a, a man, God knows what oh Tony God. would have yeah. fucking done to her. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, and I, I also think like I don't know about you guys, but on this rewatch, and I, I'm it's it's occurred to me before, but I always thought of the show as something that like sort of lifted up the concept of therapy. I know that there was like an influx of like male therapy. Uh, patients around the time of the show because people saw this type a uh personality in tony soprano going and talking to a therapist and it sort of normalized things uh which is good i think it's great but also like i'm seeing now on this rewatch that it is as much a critique of therapy as it is like um uh you know showcasing its benefits that's all that's always been the sopranos i mean i know but for some reason i mean i think that's that's fucking David Chase, you know, yeah. that's how he feels. I mean, like, or how Tony feels. Like, yeah. sometimes yeah. it's good, or sometimes it's like, fuck this. He yeah. said, Which when is, he was, is very true. Very when true. he was on Talking Sopranos, he said he went through like a million therapists. Oh, yeah. 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 He <laughs> certainly crazy. has that's some impressed. contempt for, and he does, he does, uh, I mean, it's written in the show, of course, but he definitely like demonstrates how it can be used as a crutch by these people. Uh, yeah, Tony, case in point. Um, but yeah, so then we finally get to the scene in, in Meadow's bedroom 
and this is this is kind of a scene long coming it's a big moment in the relationship between tony and carmela or tony and meadow and and carmela actually um because meadow finally verbalizes like in front of everyone like listen to mr mob boss you know like just calls him out on it um i remember watching this the first time and i was like holy shit like this is this is this is huge and it's such a well done scene yep oh yeah um i mean tony and uh uh meadows acting is great um my favorite part of the scene though um is carmel's line where she goes i feel battered what the f- like i was just like holy shit what a line to write what a line to say like yeah. are you you're comparing yourself to a battered woman because she you're just kind of not getting what you want yeah, exactly um, and like the therapist was like just being a good therapist to a a, a young girl yeah like yeah like i i i was like wow Wow. What yeah. A, and what Carm, a even earlier line, in that episode, I don't know. I says, just loved it. It was just amazing. She She's not getting what she wants. And so she feels battered, but it might even be in the scene where she's like, okay, we get it. You're an adult, but getting everything you want is for babies, not for adults. <laughs> and then she's like, I, I feel fucking battered when I uh, feel bad. Oh my God. Yeah. How, oh man, <laughs> if that was my mom, I fucking would be a different yeah. person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also love uh, little, yes. uh, Tony, Tony sitting on like the, the, ser- the old cereal bowl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Having yeah. Move it. Nice little touch. Nice touch. Nice touch. Um, art, yeah, depart- yeah. art department. <laughs> nice touch. But, but then we, fi- we see Tony humanizing get- him, like, you know, yeah. like bringing him down a peg uh, by doing that, like yeah. sort of, you know, yeah, makes him he's look not, silly. He's not the boss. Yeah. Right. Uh, and also, here. and also like, that she's leaving shit in her room like a teenager. Like a real teen, yeah. yeah. Oh, um, yeah, of course. Okay, so Tony, we see Tony get in Meadow's face. Uh, mm-hmm. and, it's, and this is, like, familiar because this is how he gets in the face of, like, all his underlings or any of his adversaries. But we never see him, we rarely see him do it to his children or anybody in his family, first of all. So, I mean, and then he starts getting emotional about Jackie Jr. saying, you know, he did everything he could to protect this kid. I mean, no, he didn't. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you do you think he believes it? Because he's really selling it. Mm, I think he. I think he does actually. I think he does believe that he did. Yeah. Yeah. He's very good at like fooling himself into thinking mm. he's a he's a great guy. Yeah. Um, but he could have saved Jackie Jr. All he had to do is tell Ralph, like, yeah, let's give the kid a pass. Yeah. Because Ralph Ralphie had said that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he he like indirectly had Meadow's boyfriend murdered, and right. he's so righteously getting in her face about this. Um, but it's just such an intense moment. Um, of course, from there, Meadow almost runs off to Europe, but she chickens out, stays, and enrolls in uh, Columbia. And we see her uh, enrolling in morality, self, and society. Ooh. what do you guys think that's supposed to like hint at what what's like that there's like some hope for her this like mafia daughter um or do you think she's just doing it to spite her parents what do you guys what do you guys read into that um maybe she sees it as a way out as a way to um um maybe justify how she lives in this world uh and lives yeah. exists in this family um by sort of you know figuring out where where she fits how she fits 
into the world. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, after after this and after this, like, you know, before this, like she was maybe going to be a drama major or a drama minor. Like what the fuck? She's going to be an actress or something or, (laughs) um, and yeah. and you know and now she starts to become a lawyer. I mean, so maybe <laughs> yeah, maybe this, this is this is kind of where that kicks off. Yep. Right. So maybe um, this course is a is a huge uh, jumping off point from that. Yeah. We can assume. And we we know that Tony and Carm are ultimately disappointed that she decides to go into law. Yeah, they want her to be a as pediatrician. To medicine. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> but in a way, it's like I'm no Tony's doctor. own fault, right? Because. Right. You know, domino effect. He killed her boyfriend, yep. so she delayed registering for classes. So morality, self, and, and society was the only thing left. Yeah, and she becomes a lawyer. Um, and I think that's pretty much it for the episode rundown. By the way, um, uh, anything else? I love that the Radiohead song that plays into the credits is "Kid A." Kid A. Yeah. Kid A. The first the, kid. The first child. first child. Yeah. Yeah. Meadow. I uh, I actually didn't realize that's a nice touch. That's uh, that's very nice, very nice with the music. Um, oh, I mean, small thing we didn't touch on was Tony discovering that uh, uh, Ralph's shoe. <laughs> oh, you're right. Uh, Janice, and uh, and the yeah, we talked about the catch some shrapnel uh, line. Classic, one of the classic Ralphie lines. <laughs> <laughs> Such a short scene. It's like ten seconds, and it just sums it up. I had to get that in. Yeah, mistake yes. catch. Yeah, I hope that toenail clippings in your fucking face. Oh, I hope that have happened after she like they had a dildo up the ass sesh. <laughs> <laughs> like she was shoving a dildo up the ass. She's like, "Ooh, that was great." Okay, gotta trim my toenails before we go to bed. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, probably. I mean, that's realistically what happened. Uh, all right. Anything else we want to move on to? Fucking internet. Fuck. Oh, we got yeah, another. Uh, we got another Bukyak, too. Bukyak. Yeah. He called. Uh, oh yeah, Chris, uh, Chris calls, calls Danielle Bukyak. Hey, and then yeah. there's a real weird line where he's like, "Come here." It like sounded like when British people try to be like New York, like act New Yorker, like like, like act with a New York accent. Like, he goes, "Come here." <laughs> <laughs> It's very weird. If you listeners, if yeah. you go back and watch the episode, it's uh I don't remember that. Was it was jarring. he on heroin at that point? <laughs> no, no, that would make more okay. sense. It, it wasn't uh <laughs> I did that uh moment. Was, yeah. Yo, I mean, just again, dick. we probably said it before, but props to Imperioli because he really nails like a dope addict. Even yeah. when he's like just drunk, like like there's actors that you watch like playing drunk and you cringe, but he just fucking nails like the inebriated uh cadence and everything else oh yeah all right fucking internet uh not a lot this week for the episode like i said it was mostly the no-show thing and and, uh the sill thing Mm -hmm. but uh this is an interesting question from user summerton uh if aid went straight to tony and chris after being picked up by the fbi and no-show would they still kill her or would they stand by her, tell her to keep her mouth shut and do whatever jail time was necessary i feel like the latter is definitely possible as it's not so much the being caught by the FBI part that pissed off guys like Tony, Polly, and Silvio. That may have been caused by bad decision-making, but it could happen to any one of them. It's rather the conscious choice made to rat on their friends, which was why the crew were so pissed off at aid and especially pussy. The fact that they had been cooperating with the FBI behind their friends back for so long, two to three years in both cases. 
Um, so what, what do you think? It, would things have played out differently for Aid if, if she had gone straight to Tony and Chris I, after being approached by I the mean, FBI? she would have had a better shot probably if she had, but I, st- I still think they're not married. Uh, I, I still think that she had, w- would have had a very good chance at disappearing still, but yeah, a slightly yeah, better chance sure. of surviving than what she ended up doing. I think um, the only, like, she was going to go to jail. I don't know if she would have done 25 years. I think they could have gotten aid, like, a pretty great lawyer and gotten that down, maybe even thrown out. Maybe even, uh, you know, because, I don't know, she like, at- like attempt to distribute cocaine. Like, unless unless she was wearing a wire and she has that record that exchange recorded, which I don't know if she does. She probably does, right? Yeah, she probably has it all recorded. I mean, she... I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah that the whole deal with like the, they have a primo hookup and like yeah. Chrissy giving Polly Jr. Like the shit out of right. the, like, you know, the desk. I'm, I'm sure there's enough yeah. there. I'm sure there's enough. there. Yeah. Well, even still just the testimony of a federal agent, I think mm-hmm. would carry some weight. So she would definitely do some time, probably not 25 years. I think, what do you guys think about this? Like what if she had gone to Carmela first and said something? Because then uh, I don't I don't know that Tony and Chris would be able to just disappear aid, right? Because involve like involve you turn Carm into an accessory. Oh no, that is also awful. Like, wow. I mean, self protection at that point. I mean, look what happens. Like true. Do you do you because do you think do you think Carmelo would have sat by if? if Tony and Christopher were going to murder Adrian. No, no. But, and then if, if she knew hmm. and then Adriana disappears, like that's, that's a she, little obvious. She almost yeah, tells, yeah. she still, almost tells the women like later on, like when they're, when she gets drunk, like at yeah. like movie night, she almost yeah. says something uh, then. Which I always said, well, at that point when they're in the group, I, I feel like, I mean, she even has like an exchange with Roe when they're outside smoking and mm-hmm. she's like, you know, just bad mouthing rats in general. All, all of their lives are at stake too. Uh, you know, yeah, I they're would vulnerable think, I would to rats think, as well. Yeah. So I would think Carmela would not be happy, but you know, ultimately, no, she would like she would be like, "This is the right decision." <laughs> <laughs> to to she she would uh, give the blessing to have eight killed. You think? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know she would struggle with stomach. it. She would struggle with it, but she wouldn't like ham and ho- she wouldn't like, you know, she, you know, does, I think does, Tony would, she does get uh, like later on the show, later on the series, she does yeah. not let it, she does not let it go. Like what happened? She's having those dreams. Yeah. Right. Right. What happened to her? What happened to her? Right. Yeah. Which is a different thing than like, you know, like if like, if she already knew. I think mm. um, yeah. that she was going to FBI, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, like, I think, I think she, Tony's she's like, what happened to her? Carmella... She's curious, but when she would find out, I think she would go, be like, Oh shit. Well, I guess she did the right thing. I mean, the lesson, yeah, dead, dead. the lesson is like when you lie, it gets worse and worse. So right. always yeah. tell the truth yeah. right away. The sooner you tell the truth, you always ask for a lawyer. Yeah. The sooner you tell the truth, the better it is, but she probably still, be yeah. yeah, don't She'd probably still be killed, but you know, That's... <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. This next one from Augustus underscore Medici. Uh, it's me. She blames what for I've always considered the ending of no show to be iconic. 
The way it leaves Tony's question, what for, with no answer. It implies so much without saying a word. The way Carmela sighs and closes her eyes, and then the wide lens of Tony staring at her in the tub, it's like a haunting oil painting. This episode focuses so much on Tony and Carmela's parents. Kid A playing over the credits. It's just perfect. Flawless episode. What do you guys think um, Carmela means when she says she blames me? Uh, and why she has no answer when Tony says what for? Being with him. Letting the... Yeah. Like letting, you think that's what she's thinking in that moment? Letting the, um, you know, just just being with a, you know, criminal. Mom, mom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, you know, she's just as guilty. Like we were just talking about, like she, you know, she, I, I feel like she knows so much and she knows how much like, you know, the being, him being a mob boss has like done so much for them. So like she doesn't want to give it up. And that's why I feel like she would, she would like look the other way with aid. Uh, ultimately and that's the same it's the same thing it's like you know how you know meadow sort of blames her um yeah yeah uh yeah yeah yeah. i think you're yeah she said that to her she's like how could you let him do that right doesn't she say that does she say that later on in the season or i think after or in the fifth season they break after they separate at the end of the season she says how could you eat shit from him for all all those years right Um, but that was more about tony like cheating philandering yeah right Right, but, but I, she's I do been think seeing more of like you know the, the mob stuff, I guess, because it's directly affecting her with Jackie Jr. Right, um, and Carm is complicit. Yeah. I mean, I think in that moment, yeah, oh, yeah. you're right. Carm is probably thinking about like that therapy therapy session she had with uh, the old Jewish dude, uh, Doctor Krakauer, and he's like, "Take what's left of the kids and leave. Like you can't be with this man." And she's probably like kicking her own ass because look what she's put her child through. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously not just karma. This doesn't fall just on karma, but like, you know, she's blaming herself, and and she, and also, you know, I think I think daughters around that age probably tend to uh, resent their mothers more and and flock to their fathers uh, and let him off the hook. I mean, he yeah. like she understands that Tony was brought up that way. His dad was in the mob. His uncle was in the mob. Maybe he didn't have a choice, but Carm had a choice to marry a guy like that to have kids, and so. Yeah, I guess I guess that makes sense. Um, any other thoughts on that? No, it's such a it's such a real. I mean, like my, I feel like my sister like went through the same shit with my parents, but it's yeah, very very realistic, uh, a very realistic portrayal of what it's like to be that age and how you are interacting with your parents. You get that little the taste of independence at college, and then all of a sudden you think yeah. that you're an adult now, and you don't want to take right. any shit anymore. Yeah. 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 But AJ and I mean, especially AJ, but Meadow too, they're, they're both a bit developmentally delayed because they've been so pampered and and babied all their Mm -hmm. lives. So, Mm -hmm. um, all right. This one from user concho bar who would win a fight between Anthony jr. And Jackie jr. (laughs) Both in their prime. As in Jackie before he died and Anthony when he jogged for an episode to join the army. Obviously Jackie. <laughs> yeah, Jackie, definitely. There's no way AJ's <laughs> winning on. any fights. Van Helsing? I, mean... I don't think so. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's 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 an easy, easy yeah, question. Yeah, come on, guy. Um, 
Let's see. Do I have? Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. I was like, was AJ in this episode? But he was. He asked her to get offline. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get online. That was, nice touch. That shit? That was weird. Rocking her, getting getting a little glimpse of the old intro. Yeah, rocking her yeah. her gate her that's... gateway laptop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there was two gateway product placements in this episode too. When she's mm. registering for classes, there's a gateway product placement. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh man, iconic. HBO, we never do. We never do product placements. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah, you had yeah, two. Yeah. <laughs> There's so, so many. many. Um, yeah, they were racking in that gateway money, mm, dude. Uh, dude, that that I- iconic, from... like cow print box. Come on. Now. Oh yeah, they oh, were yeah. the best com- computers back then. Yeah, I had a gateway. Yeah, they I were did. really good. Yeah, I had a gateway. Yeah. I think my dad Dell might gateway. S- still have his. Or maybe it's a oh, Dell. Oh boy, how? <laughs> Dude, I do not know. I mean, he has an iPad. And he like uses that pretty much as his lab. But there, when he has to do like work and stuff, still and like like do paperwork, oh he uses his fucking laptop from like 2002. It's insane. <laughs> wow, I can't believe it still works. Good for him for making it last that long. I yeah. guess. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He must have had it upgraded a bunch or some shit. These Jews. <laughs> These Jews. Uh, no comment. Um, <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. User Gola, Golagani. Yep. Who would you want to see as a protagonist instead of Tony? I mean, what if the show was about Johnny Sack, about how he was number two in New York, followed by the war and then his imprisonment and the final tragedy? Or Uncle June, his near ascension to the throne, his trials, house arrests, the de facto consigliere to New Jersey, and the downfall. Any other any other characters you think could could carry their own spinoff? I guess, I guess that's what he's asking. Um, Christopher, maybe. Yeah. Christopher. Yeah, Chris for sure. Lived. Yeah, if he had lived. Yeah. Ralphie, if he lived, mm-hmm. uh, maybe, maybe not. Um. Christopher for sure. Sil, so, well, they are, uh, no, <laughs> no, P. No, P. D- no. I mean, I mean, they already, they did with Sil, right? I mean, he, he went to Lily. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. He went to Sweden yeah, or escaped in Norway. Yeah. Changed his name and all yeah. that. Yeah. Or maybe it's Sweden. I don't know. Um, and this final one Who had the, da- the saddest downfall in the show? Who seemed the strongest and was a big character in your eyes that you were saddened by their death because they could have done big things? I mean the the I, saddest death to me is is still uh Bobby in Blue Comet. That's to me that's still the hardest to stomach because yeah. he yeah. was obviously he's a mobster and he ends up killing people eventually, but he was I mean I mean one of the best characters inevitably and and you know one of the more gentle characters um and right. did often try to do the right thing uh, as much as a mobster possibly could uh right. but that but like he put up with a lot, of, a shit. lot of shit yeah. he's a fucking widower like i mean yeah. uh, like the way his father fucking dies uh yeah. I, ends up with fucking janice oh god i mean his poor kids too i mean jesus oh my so, god those poor kids uh so yeah that's the hardest one for me like christopher it's rough but like it's such a a, a, a steady downward spiral for him that it's like uh, you know he had it common yeah i don't i don't i mean by the time chris died i didn't i, I didn't feel too sad um no 
just because he had a, he had so many chances. Plus, it's framed like what up. a relief for Tony now. Like that's how yeah oh, yeah exactly framed. yeah. So you're like yeah. yeah Tony's gonna be all right. His luck is changing. <laughs> you know? Like, like yeah. oh Tom. Vin oh Vinny's back in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ralphie I, was uh, shocking, and um, I think uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I think you. Oh yeah, love that character. You just want to keep seeing him like do more shit, right? I, mean, I think I think in terms of like downfall, the saddest is clearly Junior. You know, he 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 was never like a, a particularly uh, strong. You know, the first season he was he was basically Tony's adversary, him and Livia. But you know, he was sharp. He was like. He was funny. He uh, was bold. He had a big ego. Um, you know, he imparted lots of wisdom onto Tony, uh, and ultimately, like, just you know, Alzheimer's. Yep. That's just oh, dementia. Oh, just such a sad to watch it play out over the last like few seasons. Yeah, that's um, nice. And then, of course, that ultimate scene. Yeah. yeah, brutal. That that breaks my heart like as much as a character death that's a good point um, good point yeah yeah good point yeah that's all i got for fucking internet good stuff good oh stuff. great good uh, good good uh, stuff good good yeah <laughs> yeah you want to should we do another asks uh spellman asks yeah uh, next, another question next for us spells <laughs> next episode i'll i'll next ruminate episode. on a uh on a primo yeah, yeah. question for, for y'all. Let us know. So please you, submit us some questions yeah. too. Yeah. Let, let us know. Like, <laughs> DM some... us on IG or tweet And, uh, you know, uh, cause I read that shit and, uh, uh I want to hear your questions. Like what's a question that you've, you've been burning to ask the guys or for the guys to answer and yeah. espouse their wisdom on. Yeah. It's please, like fucking fire it's, away. It's like fucking internet, but direct to the source. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you can right. always do yeah, that, guys. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so please. please. Same thing. I'm fans, same please. thing as another one of our segments. Yeah, just, yeah, you yeah. Know, uh, from people who listen uh, to this podcast. Hey, different name. So, different segment. Uh, yeah, listeners, uh, you can always uh, email us comments, concerns, things you like, things you don't like at osopranospod at gmail.com. Uh, give us a follow on uh, Twitter and Instagram at osopranospod. Uh, go on iTunes for you iTunes and uh, give us a five-star review. That shit helps. Uh, shout out to one of our listeners, Keith Monticello, who uh, sent us a very, very nice message this week saying that he boy. is enjoying the pod. He looks forward to it every week. Um, jokes on him because we don't do the pod every week. But when we do, <laughs> I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that you're enjoying it, Keith. So big shouts to him. Keith. Ask a question, Keith. Yeah, Submit Keith, a question. Submit a question. Don't tell us you like the pot. Just give us a question, okay? Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, we'll be back right. next week. Until next time. Oh! Oh! oh.